If you're offended by foul language, this episode may not be suitable for you or to be broadcast at work or in a public space. Please consider headphones or lowering your volume. The Out of Time Podcast is brought to you by brothers whose relationship was forged together by watches. Each episode will be a conversation with people we find fascinating from all walks of life. Welcome to the episode. ourselves up here in the beautiful uh, foothills of Sierra Madre, overlooking wonderful canopies of trees, very much removed from what is happening literally down below. It feels surreal up here, actually. It's, yeah, it's it's a little slice of away from the city, and I'm very, very fortunate to have it. It's beautiful. Thank you for uh, welcoming us uh, into your home. Yes. Thanks for coming. Thank you all for welcoming us into your homes. <laughs> <laughs> Potentially under duress. That wouldn't be welcoming, though. No. No. Uh-huh. No. So anyway, we've we've you know all having certain feelings of current events, and we figured we'd talk about it in our platform in the beginning. You and I always talk about um, starting this and highlighting things we care about. An important point of reference, since uh, Summer mentioned discussing things, is that it's the 2nd of June, 2020. Yes. And we're in the midst of uh, quite a lot of unrest, in specifically in the United States. And uh, as a result of the egregious and despicable killing of Mr. Floyd. Yes. Yeah, it's a tough time to, uh, to be in, but I, I think that we're fortunate enough that um, there's a lot of open dialogue that's happening. And, um, you know, there's been several murders in the recent weeks. And... Um, I don't think that their lives are in vain. It, it's sad to see a lot of the things that are going on and happening, but again, I've had um, countless people reach out to me um, to have conversations, to have discussions, to have you know back and forths and um, hear each other's perspectives and, and point of views. And I think that some hearts and, and minds have, have changed and um, hopefully this isn't one of those things where we see something. Yeah traumatic that happens and riles everyone up and then you know you forget about it and life returns right. back to what it was yeah post um, you know tragic event yeah josh brought up a very good point that was actually something that summer and i um in speaking to each other the concerns that i had expressed to summer very real and grave concerns said the worst the absolute worst thing that can happen is that these people died in, in vain. And you didn't mention it. And I am genuinely concerned about that happening. Probably for different reasons than 
most people would imagine. But um, that's why we're all here to get perspective. Yep. Anybody want to go first? Or? For sure. No, I'm looking at you. Um. I know. I, yeah, like where do you start? Yeah. I mean, it's been so heavy the last the last week for sure. But, you know, everything leading up to it the two months before, so to get kind of a double whammy on it is um it's um it's not easy to start. It's not easy conversations for sure. But I mean, one of the things that keeps coming up is um is white privilege, of course, and um, that's half of us, and that's certainly where we are right now. Yeah. Yeah. You can feel the difference. Mm-hmm. I'm the, I mean, I'm from my perspective, anyway. In the air. <laughs> oh, in every sense. Um, I think that's a lot of the discussions that. I've personally been having with people who never realized the position they're in and I, I've come to realize a lot of people who would have never spoken out mm-hmm. have used their platform to speak out um, amidst a lot of backlash um, so you know hats off to them I, I hope that um, again per- perceptions and perspective is changed um, I know that we had you know discussed a write-up for uh, the images that we released and whether or not including the uh, Black Lives Matter hashtag yeah. was going to be appropriate. Yeah. And um, I'm glad that we went ahead with that because um, it's something that does matter. It's something that has to be highlighted. Um, it has to be something that is expressed. And a lot of people um, have mixed feelings about that because they think that it's something that isolates one race of people or group from the other um, and it's not it's it's an it's all lives matter um, a lot of this came out of you know just human rights simple civil rights and when you know me as a black man when when we get certain rights um, there's a trickle-down effect out of the civil rights movement you had all classes of people benefit from that you had out of um, say the Constitution the 14th 15th Amendment which was you know giving you know slaves rights and, and so forth a lot of that is the foundation for women's rights and gay rights and you know disability rights and and so on and so forth they leaned back on that legislation to say hey everyone needs to be treated fairly everyone needs to be treated equally and uh, I've had a a really heavy heart um, over the last couple days and um, I'm happy that you know we're we all come from different diverse backgrounds and we have different perspectives on things and I'm glad that we're able to use our platform um, to talk about that and voice it and get some of those different ideas and and feelings across and if there are things that we disagree on that we come to some sort of resolution and that's and that's part of the dialogue I think you have to open up and and listen 
I think it's the most important part. It's 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 coming down to this. I mean, one of my concerns I was telling Natalie is we have this kind of uprising. I'm hoping that it won't be, you know, forgotten tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That we keep the dialogue going and just progress. To me, it's progression. The hardest part for me is growing up in Los Angeles is things I see on TV, mm-hmm. the police pushing citizens, brutality. It, it, it triggers me so much because I've experienced it myself um, growing in Los Angeles mm-hmm. that I have to act accordingly, that I have to be a certain way, that I can't wear a hoodie when I'm driving or I can't wear a hat uh, and it just it just triggered me all those memories from when I was growing up it's it just so the, the, a lot of mixed emotions I'm feeling right now and it's it's I just can't seem I can't bring it out so maybe this is a start in our platform and just one of the things that I kind of kept thinking about yeah. when when you said that you wanted to to get us together to, mm-hmm. to have a chat was okay when was the last like three times that I had an encounter with with a police officer and and what were the details that yeah. went along with that mm-hmm. so I mean the, the the last time that I was pulled over by a, a police officer was um, trying to think how many years ago maybe four or five years ago. Okay. Um, and uh, I, I had a, an electric vehicle that, that part of the, the lease of the vehicle came with a certain number of, of days where you could you know, rent a, 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 a car so that if you were going out of town, you had, you know. Makes sense. You didn't have to. Uh, more of a driving range, yeah. Right. So I... Um, I had a business meeting, it was during one of the shows in, in Vegas, and I had taken a, a rental car and had, uh, had, driven, had driven across, and I can't remember what it was exactly, but I was coming back and it was pretty late, and, and I saw a police, I saw a cop behind me, you know, flashing lights and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the stretch of, of it, you know, the road getting to Vegas is pretty deserted <coughs> and, and yeah. there's not. So pulling off the road and where he led me yeah. was like way off the road. Right, right, yeah. I was genuinely, I like, holy crap, what is going on? Right. Why am I being pulled over? I knew I wasn't going fast and I had no idea what the hell was going yeah. on. But, but I pulled over and, and a white officer came up. And, and asked me for you know my ID and, and told me that the reason that I was pulled over was because of the, the sticker on the back of the, the license plate had expired. This was a rental. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, as I'm fiddling around in a rental car trying to figure out where the registration is and so on and so forth, and you know, I explained to him what was going on. Yeah. And he um, took my driver's license and, and came back with, okay, well, I, I need to write your name down if it's okay if I make a report or whatever it was. It was, for whatever reason, they had my license and my name, which felt uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. As, as a white woman, it felt uncomfortable. And I just kept thinking, holy crap, if I was a 
black woman, I probably wouldn't have pulled over. I wouldn't have pulled over into this deserted little road in the middle of nowhere. And, and been okay with it. And I remember when I went back and I turned the car in, I remember bringing it up to, to you know, the, the car rental agency. They didn't know what the hell to do with it. And I'm like, I, I don't need to be reimbursed, but I think that you should give money to, to a cause like, like Black Poverty, poverty um, yeah. you know, law, or, oh, I'm sorry, Southern Poverty Law, or, um, you know, to, to somewhere where it's useful. They didn't know what to do with that kind of information. They really didn't know how to handle it. And it just went around in circles. But, like, that just kind of kept coming up with, like, you know, it just would have been so different <coughs> just for that minor thing. Infraction? Or no, depending on the skin you're born in. Yeah, yeah. depending yeah. on the skin you're born in. If it had been Josh, I'd, I'd, I mean, I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah. It, it hurts. <laughs> yeah, I've had my fair share of uh, profiling. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, on paper, I'm pretty upstanding citizen. <laughs> I think I carry myself yeah. fairly well. I think you're okay. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it, it, it's happened to me. Happy choice of NATO straps, but... <laughs> That's a separate habit. It can't be perfect. No. <laughs> oh, man. Tell us the story. The, 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 uh, <clears throat> I've been pulled over and just asked for information like not even cited they literally just wanted no to, reason yeah for real to verify who i was mm -hmm. check my registration and not even cite me I, well i've gotten tickets for stuff but i've literally been pulled over for nothing just because they say hey you know what things are going on around here and we want to know you know who's around here and that's uh, wow going and coming and I'm like what? Yeah. It's 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 incredible. It's um. No. It's a heavy feeling. You get you get jittery. I'm assuming. Because I, I do every time I get pulled over. Like I'm just crapping my pants. Yeah. Like, it's it's never it never gets it never becomes monotonous for me. It's always something like what what now like. I have experienced all of those things, but I think. What is interesting, and this will lead to a lot, a much, much longer discussion, yeah. is that it is quite scary, if not terrifying, to, in, in most cases, interact with the police. What unifies all of the stories that all of us have, I've been pulled over and profiled as well for being in the wrong car, actually. Really? Um, you were driving the Camry? Apparently. Apparently I was in the wrong car. Right. Whatever it was. Uh-huh. Uh, really? Maybe I, I, was, I was young. Uh-huh. Or it was late. Or whatever it was. It could have been any number of reasons. I was right. definitely pulled over and I've been... Call it what you want. You were younger, I'm assuming? It was back when you were... This wasn't that long ago. Okay. This okay. was probably 10 years ago. Um, and it's... Uh, you, you certainly feel that your rights are violated. Um, because you have every right to go about your business. But what unifies all of these stories is not, certainly not the race of the subject, since we are all a little bit different. 
but what unifies them, what is the same, is the experience that we have with the police. Mm -hmm. And that, I believe, is truly the issue. Um, I love Josh, and, and he's one of my dearest friends, but I disagree with something that you said. I disagree with saying that saying Black Lives Matter is the same thing as All Lives Matter, because it is not. It just isn't. If it was All Lives Matter, we would say All Lives Matter. And I do believe that. I, if, I, if you would ask me to describe myself, one of the words I would use is a humanist. And I feel that with every ounce of my being. And that's why I'm opposed to any label or any movement that divides us humans. Anything that doesn't just say we are humans, whether male or female, whatever sexual or gender orientation or shade or color or tint or whatever that we happen to be. Because everyone, unfortunately, throughout history has been wronged. And I think there was a campaign going on recently saying you don't know what somebody is going through. We don't know the individual struggles that each of us go through. We shouldn't be, we should not be given preference because of anything except for our merits. Or we shouldn't be we shouldn't gain advantage with anything except for our merits. And yes, it's I, nice to I, say I, that I, I, ideally, ideally ideally and yeah. and yeah. what I was about to say but life isn't fair. The world is far from perfect. Yep. We should, though, aspire to make it so. When Mr. Floyd was again, uh, despicably and wrongfully murdered, the first thing I said was, I really, truly hope that this narrative doesn't change from one of discussing police brutality and government overreach. And we were all in that group message. And I said, I really hope that this narrative doesn't change because we need to discuss the relationship that the government has, and I mean in the United States, that the government has with its government and that the police have with those that they serve. Yeah. And I think they forget that very important point. They are serving us. Yeah. They are not our overlords and they are not a domestic police. Sorry, domestic military. Yeah. We are not the enemy and this is not combat. They're a public servant. They are a public servant and that has been forgotten. It is very obviously forgotten with the absolutely ridiculous response that Trump wrote, which is that police should not be afraid to use violence. Yeah. I cannot disagree with anything more completely. Yeah. Police should always always be afraid to use violence. Last it resort. must always be the last resort. You are infringing upon someone's rights and dignity. And the problem is, and again, this is with, this is not speaking out of callousness towards any cause or any group of people. I can guarantee you that myself and my family have suffered extensively within the last century. Uh, and, and up until much more recently. I mean, and I say century as in consistently mm. suffered throughout the last century. Um, things that I only learned about, some of them even recently. But my point being is that bigotry is unfortunately a personal thing that will probably exist for the foreseeable future. And yes, we should combat it. Yes, we should expose it and should always discourage it.
But in order for this to be effective, we need to have a discussion about the interaction of the government and the governed and the police and those that they serve. That's a conversation that is really scary for the police or the government to have. Because a discussion of race does not actually address those issues. They'd probably rather have that narrative. That, the narrative, the, an individual cop being a racist or any group of individuals being racist doesn't address the issue in the system. It doesn't address the MO of the government and the police. And, and I hate to use this word because it is not a distraction. It's a very incredibly important point. But it is distracting, I believe, everyone from this incredibly important issue. And I'm, I'm incredibly worried that this issue will not be addressed, that the narrative will be so substantially changed. And that there won't be a change that needs to be made. And that ultimately it will be it will be a numbers game. It will be the police looking at, well, I guess we need to make sure that we don't pull over, you know, that we, we even out our numbers or there's some sort of affirmative action in terms of, mm. of, of police data, which is not what we Just need. Like yellow cars and red we cars. Need, we, we need to fundamentally change their understanding and the public's expectation. If you look and at how- that comes from public pressure. Yes, it does come from public pressure. There's no other way for it to for that to happen. I, mean, I absolutely I, I, support. I, I think, that. I think that you believe what you're saying, and I believe that it comes from a good place. But I also believe that you're misinformed. Okay. I, I believe that you see things from a certain perspective, and we all see things from a certain perspective. Sure. Yep. And our minds are designed to even protect us from some things that might not be easily digestible. And it will weed those things out. And I think that you have to challenge your thinking. Yeah. I think that black people are over-policed and also underprivileged. And that this system is designed for a lot of us to fail. I grew up in a progressive state, in a progressive area. And I have still personally been discriminated against i've been called out of my name i've had my kids i i have a daughter in college who can't visit a certain one of her friend's house because her parents don't want black people or excuse me his parents don't want black people there it's 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 not the same and this thing with uh, george floyd is absolutely about race yeah it's about the dehumanization of black people and police officers not being held accountable ideally yes it should not be about race and is our system perfect no our system is fucked up it has been this this the whole i I love my country i mean you guys will see me post pictures with the flag on it all the time i'm american i was born here you know slaves were brought here and what 1619 into Virginia you have what um, 150 years later you have the Declaration of Independence every 
all that stuff was designed to keep us down. All that stuff was designed to dehumanize us. Have there been, you know, amendments after that to try to change that? Has there been political pressure after that to change that? But that stuff is built into the fabric of the country. You, racism is alive and it's well and it's shown its face in so many different people that I would have never even thought. And they're unaware of it though. Oh yeah. It's, it's not something that's at the forefront of their thought. It's not something that they're, you know, proactively trying to be judgmental or not understand or not get it. It's, it's just that they're not open enough to allow themselves to feel like maybe I am wrong. The, and I wish I could take credit for it, but I, I saw someone say black lives matter and I've been having a hard time with some of these conversations that are quite difficult for me because I typically don't take a, this sort of stance because it makes people uncomfortable. Yeah. And I'm, by nature, I, I try to remain fairly neutral and, and please the people that I love. You and do. I love all of you. You do. But in, in this particular instance, I observed someone say, Black Lives Matter. Someone responded, All Lives Matter. Yep. And that person said, During October, breast cancer awareness, do you say, No, all cancer matters? No, you don't. You accept that because you realize that there is a specific problem within a group of things that needs to be addressed and highlighted. It's a highlight. It's a highlight. It's not an exclusion. No. I'll be the first one to admit it. The beginning of the movement of Black Lives Matter, I was like, what the hell? All lives matter. I mean, they do. I agree. No, no. I'm saying from my, from my perspective, I was that person. I was that person saying, why do they, why do they want... What makes them special? What, what what makes the black people special? You know, Black Lives Matter. You know, white white lives doesn't matter. You know, Asian lives matter. It doesn't matter. But the more I study it, the more I looked into it, the more I listen. Mm-hmm. I, I just keep listening. And I was telling you this morning, Natalie. It's mm-hmm. it's. I will always forever be learning. And and I learned so much from you guys. And it's to me, my learning is like a gradation, right? It's like from black to white. It's like there's, it just, it's not like all of a sudden like I'm there. I think all my life I'll always be learning. And one of the things that I've learned was this is a highlight to the atrocity, to, to the things that's been happening in the black community. That's, mm-hmm. that's what it is. That's been happening for a long time. You know? Time. Yes. It's, it's a highlight. And, it, and these are things that we've been saying for a long time right. and only because of so many people having cameras everywhere and this stuff is Cap- being captured on yep. film and, yep. and shared that's yep. bringing it to light to the point where people can't deny it anymore yep. and then even though they can't deny it people still aren't being held accountable yeah so the question that I have, because I think there's no, there is no question that bigotry exists, and it takes many forms, including racism, but that aside, and I know it's a big aside, how do we hold the government and the police accountable? That is a point I absolutely agree with. How do we hold them accountable? Yeah. For yeah. atrocious actions. Regardless whom regardless of whom is the recipient, they should be held accountable. 
it should be a blind system. Yeah. It, it should. It, it, it should is. Again, I, ideally. Yes. But we we also live in a a country that has more prison cells than hospital beds. Yeah. And prison is mm-hmm. big business. Mm-hmm. Very and much so. People make money by putting people in jail. Look at the percentage of what's ethnicity yeah. in the prison cell. I know, I, I, I get it. And prison and war are big business yep. here. Even our medical system is most certainly one that is a business before it is therapeutic. We we talked about it earlier. There's a lot of people capitalizing on the COVID-19 pandemic. Some of us are, are suffering. I, we, we know a lot of people suffering personally no it may be personally suffering ourselves but there are other people who are thriving it's absolutely a business it makes me sick including this black lives matter i see people capitalizing on it and it just makes me super sick like at a time like this that's all you can think about and and what 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 can we do chase we can not be neutral we can have conversations, have discussions, call people on their shit, and we can also vote. Yes. Yeah, calling people out on their shit is also, I think. That's the accountability portion of it. My understanding is that Garcetti increased funding for LAPD dramatically yeah. by about $200 million, was it? He did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, as far as calling people out, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Garcia, you're looking for, to run for governor? Yeah. People remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Speaking of Garcetti, he, he had some pretty interesting lines. He did. Um, and, and, and I couldn't believe that was coming out of his mouth. He, he, it seems so detached. You know. You could say the same thing about, you know. What does that mean? Step back and breathe. Are you, are you out of your mind? I think. There's, there actually are a couple of experiences, or at least I would like to share a juxtaposition, because I have uh, a fa- probably a fairly uncommon experience of being pulled over in multiple countries. And I can tell you without a question, interacting in, with police in the United States is unlike any developed country. Yep. You, you feel like you've just been, I don't know, you feel like you're an enemy combatant in a war. Yep. The way they interact with you mm-hmm. and my points of reference just in case anyone is interested are germany denmark and france so definitely countries that should be oh actually in costa rica as well but at least the first three what should that say? <laughs> <laughs> mexico is only twenty dollars mexico is easy you just yeah. take the toll roads and yeah, they yeah. leave you alone yeah um but the difference you can tell by the body language of the police and the tone of their voice and the way they treat you. And I was essentially a foreigner when I was interacting with the police. I can't imagine the way they would treat foreigners here. Can I just add on to the body language? Just, it just, I just, I'm reminded when I was a young teen, we would steal my friend's mother's 190 off the driveway. <laughs> And we would actually roll it down the driveway because she might wake up. Mm-hmm. And we would just go for a drive and go to Santa Monica Pier 
have some cheap Chinese food and watch like the Ferris wheel, the lights, you know, and just hang out and chat. And I remember we were in Malibu, I think, and we would just park off the side of the road, just watching the ocean. I remember a police cruiser coming in. Remember, there's waves crashing in that side of the area. So you, you, it's like really poor, like you can't hear people when they're talking. So the lady was, the, the police was talking to us. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. And I did this gesture and she literally like unholstered her, her gun. And I'm like, holy crap. Like I literally saw my life like going like, dude, this is my friend's mother's car. Mm-hmm. Like here's the registration. And even then, like, they're still putting the flashlight around the car, like, trying to see something, like, if there's any illegal. They're basically trying to find stuff to pin on us, like, Mm -hmm. even after satisfying that criteria. Mm -hmm. That's been my experience every time. Yeah? Except when I leave the country. I just had my mother come out go, (laughs) hello! (laughs) (laughs) But... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but this is a problem. The, I mean, really, think about it. It is a problem. I, I remember when we... I remember being in elementary school when the police would come visit and they would do, I don't know, some talk about, like, you know, keep keeping your neighborhood safe and not yeah. using drugs and all that. Did you feel comfortable? I remember feeling... That was the only time I yeah. really had felt comfortable around mm-hmm. police when I was in elementary school. And I remember my parents actually telling me, be careful around the police. Really? Don't, don't talk that, to that them. early. I yeah, it was probably around fifth grade. So why are we supposed to act accordingly or a certain behavior in front of this very people that's supposed to be protecting us? Because that mindset of them serving us, they are, they are. And this is not a condemnation of all police. There is no question that there are good police. Right. There are people who went into it for the right reason. Right. But the unfortunately, there are there is definitely an element of those below-average students who really wouldn't have done anything with their life and need this as a way to make other people listening to them. Um, that mentality what, definitely exists. Where are these good people you talk about? No, 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 there are that, good police. That, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, okay. that, so, like, like Chase said, this yeah. is not a condemnation of okay. everyone who right. is a police officer. Right. But there are bad ones, and right. they aren't held accountable. And their peers, in the past, have stuck up for them. Yes. That's exactly where I was going. Yeah. And, exactly. Right. And so there's no accountability, That's and they exactly have this feeling of superiority right. because they realize that whatever they do... It's covered it's up. It's going to be covered Band up. Band of Brothers. There, yes. There's, you know, even with this protesting, I've saw, yeah. I, me and my family have gone out. Yeah. We were able to protest mm-hmm. peacefully. And people, I've seen a lot of people, you know, saying that the message is being lost. Yep. And that I don't believe in the whole movement because of a few bad apples. Yep. Those same people will come to have that same sort of they won't have the same condemnation for the police they'll see the brutality they'll see it on video and they won't say because there are a few bad officers the whole police department 
isn't bad. They, that's usually the stance they take. Yep. But they'll say because of a few protesters or looters who are not the majority, yep. they sullied the entire message, yep. which is not the case. Well, I, I, I want sorry, I want to interrupt you. I just want to respond quickly to that. The issue is that the mo of the police or of a government agency is to protect and support the bad apples, and that is the issue. Not that they are def not that the full force of the police and the police union and the and whatever government agency is used to protect that. It very much harkens to the to what I have been saying for a long time that at this point our government exists for its own self-preservation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Natalie. No, I just when you say that there's a few bad apples, it's like okay, well. What's the percentage of bad apples? Is it 1%? Is it 2%? And where are Is the good 25%? apples? What are the good apples because, doing? Because if you're talking about one guy that murdered right. a man, you had three other guys sitting there and did yeah. fuck all. Yeah. And that exactly yeah. Is the issue. And why aren't they accountable? Yeah. Because they are not because the 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 mindset of police is that they are not accountable to the public. They're not public servants. I use that phrase very deliberately. Just to serve and protect yes. right on the freaking door, dude. We should not have people that feel threatened no. by those that are supposed to protect us. Yet I, Period. Yet most of us do. All of us do, actually. But disproportionately. I mean, just straight out. Let's just say it. Disproportionately. You and I can blend into a crowd. Straight up. You know, the what my family has carried throughout generations or what your family has dealt with throughout generations doesn't show on the color of the skin. It doesn't show. Yeah. And going back to understanding on the Black Lives Movement, you know, part of my journey I, I would always have conversation with random black folks at work wherever and I would tell them hey like this is this slavery and atrocity is not unique to you guys you know, this happens to the Chinese when they did the railroad the Chinese inclusion act you know we went to war axes and allies and we imprisoned the Japanese Americans just because they mm -hmm. fit the damn profile mm -hmm. but as I keep you know progressing in my journey I, I realize that this you know black lives just want to be heard and and it doesn't hurt to listen it doesn't hurt to understand I'm gonna just listen and stop making it about how I feel how yeah the Chinese went through mm -hmm. this inclusion and the Japanese and you know I love history and there's always atrocity like Chase said since beginning of mankind I mean for Christ's sake just the Bible story of the two brothers he clubbed his other brother Cain and Abel Cain and we when I was younger my mother and grandparents mm -hmm. used to speak to me in another language mm -hmm. And yes. people would very often look at you, respond very negatively. Uh -huh. Yes, like, like, very yep. just 
why, why don't you speak English? Yep. So I used to yep. accuse them of speaking Russian, which yep. it wasn't, by mm -hmm, the way, mm -hmm, Russian. Mm -hmm. But um, people, unfortunately, there. It seems like it's just this country. I would tell my dad. It's to, it's not unique to this country. Um, also, oh, well, for sure. But it feels really amplified here, where they have the audacity to tell you to just straight up like speak English. The difference is that. The United States seems, within the first world, yeah. unique in that people feel entitled. You consider us first world? They, well, sorry. Let's uh, let's stipulate for the sake okay, of okay. this discussion right, okay. that we're first world. <laughs> okay. But what w what the different? The Gucci belt? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's, that's probably more accurate. But to me what uh -huh. what seems to be uh -huh. dramatically different between the United States uh -huh. and Europe is that people here feel that they are entitled and they expect the yeah. government to protect well, whatever twisted opinions they have yeah. opinions that most certainly can and are bigoted definitely twisted and and if you threaten them they have a very the United States is also kind of special in a very bad way of allowing those people to hide behind religion and you could say, well, it's my religious belief that I'm allowed to discriminate against these people because, because my faith says so. Which is basically saying, I have an opinion. I would like to just relabel my opinion as faith, and therefore I'm allowed to have any bigoted opinion I want. You didn't mention that on good, on, on good business, by the way. We talked about hospitals and wars, but religion you didn't bring up. I didn't. But that's one of the defining differences and unfortunately, I, I didn't want to conflate that with the rest of our conversation. Mm -hmm. But what I've noticed my entire life is that this idea that this idea of religious freedom has really killed this country. It has made people not accountable for the things that they say or do or believe. It allows opinions and facts to be confused or opinions mix very opinions, much mix opinions to be held to the facts same and opinions are mixed level of reference yeah, reference yeah, yeah. as a fact and the fact that you can use religion yeah. as a defense for bigotry is absolutely asinine and that's because we equate religious freedom with other basic human rights and ultimately the right to an opinion especially a damaging one is not equal to the rights and dignities, basic rights and dignities of others. And there were, if we go back in history, people who would defend their racist views with religion. Absolutely. My parents my parents are from Louisiana. Mm -hmm. My parents grew up in a segregated South. My eldest sister was here, was alive when MLK was assassinated. Mm -hmm. I mean, that those views are still very fresh that's why when people deny racism i i recently had a, a close friend of mine um, a girl told him racism doesn't exist look at you you're thriving you're black you made it as if to say that based on his personal success Is it and hard work yeah that he didn't have any obstacles in his life and he was given everything that he needed and that it's all a level playing field which is not not true which is is not factual that's that, that argument doesn't even make sense i will say your whoever said that to you 
it wasn't it was a conversation oh. between my my friend and the uh, friend of his wife and um it was you guys still friends my friend yeah yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> but he that conversation with her ended with you're not allowed in my home i love it you're not allowed in my did you throw bread or stone it was <laughs> 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 Get out of my lawn. <laughs> but you see, <laughs> I, I'd like to answer that because I'm sure there will be other people that will say such ridiculous things. My parents had. And um, let's just use another example. Uh, the most famous castle in the world, or at least one of the most famous castles in the world. Castle. <laughs> I'm thinking Hirsch. Hirsch. <laughs> No, it's called Neuschwanstein, but it's the one like when you ever. Is that if the you, name of your house? <laughs> that is I not. <laughs> <laughs> is that Central California? <laughs> uh, it, castle yeah. in Germany. If you wait, 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 just ask the listeners. Raise your hand if you've heard that castle. <laughs> well, it, okay, it, hold on. Magic castle in Los Feliz. <laughs> so, just wait a sec. It is actually. I, I before everyone falls off their chairs laughing here. It's actually. In, in all reality, Neuschwanstein. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. Sounds you like don't, you use theater. famous loosely. <laughs> if, I, if I would show you a picture, guaranteed you know where it is. Wow. It's the don't castle, tell me it's Disneyland, bro. It's the castle that Disneyland was modeled after. It. And it is the castle that whenever you see an advertisement for Germany, uh -huh. you see this castle. Uh -huh. It's up on the hill. The it's up on the hill. Uh -huh. Amazing spires, yes. So, it really is one of the most famous castles. We in the just world. don't know the name. We just don't know the name. We just call yeah. it a castle. Right. It's yeah. that Cinderella's one. castle. <laughs> Built by probably one of the gayest nobles ever. I mean, the guy was like Liberace of the, you know, whatever, in the 18th century. That's like saying that there isn't discrimination now or that, you know. Wasn't that, gay that, okay that, back then? Like well, it was no, it wasn't. The, the church said you couldn't be gay, so you oh, had yeah, to actually you had to actually become a priest, and you could be gay inside. <laughs> 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 <I'm> so <laughs> they make excellent pretzel and beer, though. <laughs> yes, they do. Yeah, yes. Um, that's like saying that. Where is Natalie? <laughs> is Natalie here? <laughs> Where is Natalie? I, I think she fell off the back of her chair. <laughs> I'm still trying to remember the name of the Oh my god, it's so funny. So Hook's funny. Hook's not even Yeah, Hook's <laughs> Okay, okay, I'm going to put it in the group chat afterwards. Okay, all right. Yeah. Hook's <laughs> Castle. But that's like saying, well, you know, you know the, the gays built this amazing castle. Right. Hell, you know, Cinderella's castle, or Sleeping Beauty's castle, yeah. was modeled after it. Yeah. You've made it. Yeah. Clearly, there is no discrimination. You, yeah. Sir. There's nothing you have to worry about. Except that uh, today in the United States, you are allowed to stand behind religion and refuse service to somebody because it disagrees with your faith. I can, I would imagine it would be the same uh, if you wanted to say that you don't want to serve any group of people because the precedent is there. Um, the fact is, and why, and, and believe me, I, my intention is not to derail this conversation. My problem here is what we call tolerance. And people in the U.S. are always talking about tolerance, and we're expected to tolerate different views. And it's like, no, I'm sorry, tolerating intolerance is not tolerance. Tolerating bigoted and intolerant and hate, sorry, intolerance and hate is not tolerance. And I don't care what spaghetti monster or ghost you think tells you you're allowed to treat other people badly. It's comes to the very core of what we are. 
and what we feel is acceptable. If you feel that you are allowed to be bigoted for one reason, you're allowed to be bigoted for any reason. And it's never okay. And it's not okay because of race, most certainly. It's not because, it's not allowed for any reason whatsoever. But do you actually think that people that are, think that they are? Think that, well, no, they think they're, they, a lot of times they think right. they'll do, they're think doing they the right know. thing. Yeah, yeah. So, sometimes they, they do. They're, sometimes they're, they're, they're proud of it. Sometimes they're, you know, they're, they're so, totally whack. Some people are proud of it, yeah. but a lot of people are unaware or self-righteous as well. Yeah. I mean, at what point, at what point is the checks, are the checks in? You know what I mean? It's like to say, you know, at, at some point or another, we, I, I, I'll say for sure that I, you know, sometimes in retrospect when I look at something and I go, holy shit, wait a second. If you know, called out on it, it's like, all right, should have done better there, should have done better with that, or thought about it in a different way, or you know, didn't think about this. Or we're not perfect, dude. People aren't perfect. It's about trying better. Right? It's about trying. It's about caring yep. and wanting to be better, wanting the right thing. Yep. We're all here because we are trying to solve this problem. We all want it. I thought you were gonna say two people decided to have sex and here we are well isn't that that's, all we're that's, that's why we're all here we're all well, <laughs> okay if we really really want to be accurate it's two or more but <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> wow there you go. wow well done <laughs> i we have to bring a little levity yes <laughs> i think in in the in the i want to pivot back about color and I think there's a reason why it's a gazillion dollar industry. Skin whitening is a gazillion dollar industry in the Asian community. It goes back to the inherit this sign flaw that I always tell you that we inherit from generations and generations and generations. And maybe there's this certain thinking that it being light or white or whatever you want to call it is is the place to be. I mean, I don't I, think anyone told Bachito. No. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was dating my partner now, I was, I was too dark. I was deemed too dark. Uh, oh, you know, the quote unquote coal miner or the peasant or the field worker, or, you know, whatever they may view me. Mm-hmm. I, we were just dating and, and, and my now mother-in-law, the first thing that came out of her, her mouth was, how is the, the baby's gonna look? No, that was her concern. Can you believe that crap? I, I was in disbelief. Yeah. And they have leveled up since then too. I, and I always go back to, I think it's about progression. I think it's about learning. And I think it's about just leveling up. It's okay to be wrong. There, you know, we're all growing up. It, it's nonstop till the day we die. And now I get to look at my in-laws and go, yeah. <laughs> There's the dude sleeping with your daughter now. <laughs> the, 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 the mine worker. The coal miners. But they love me now. It's That's your new nickname? Coal miner? Yep. It's always been. Oh, okay. Sometimes uh, sometimes my, my wife calls me um, soy sauce, and I call her some sort of 
delicacy <laughs> that goes well with soy sauce. <laughs> perfect marriage. For, perfect marriage. There you go. But yeah, I think it's it's what we're having now is a good thing. We should talk about it and just hear each other out. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we should, everyone's so involved in their bubble, like, and we're colliding already. You know, they're, they're involved in their bubble and protecting their bubble. Yep. Yep. Protecting the bubble. I like that phrase. Protecting the bubble. I think it's. You're actually encroaching very poignant. my bubble. <laughs> but encroaching. He, he, he likes it. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> the bubble buster. The bubble buster. <laughs> Our bubbles are sandwiched. Rico, Rico, I still love you. Bro. Oh man. <laughs> it's a good starting place. It is having these conversations, and I don't know what we'll do with this if we'll. Uh, ultimately aired or not yeah um but uh, either way it's it's a good starting place even for within our core group right here yeah yeah it's 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 a we'll put it in the library as uh we'll we'll market material uh, educational material (laughs) (laughs) next to my point collection (laughs) (laughs) also educational material (laughs) here's a a, a very short little walk down memory lane. Yeah? How and far? I, this isn't too far back, and I'll okay. keep it really short, because yeah. I'd like to round out before we tire anyone. But I want to leave all of you with a, a, a little story, and I want you to try to imagine this happening here, and I will recount it as with as much fidelity as I can. I was taking a walk mm-hmm. with Nikolai in a small town in Germany. It's a s- suburb of Stuttgart. Um, this was probably 10 years ago. It was late and it was a warm night, so uh, we were both awake and we wanted to take a walk. It was, it was late, it was probably 1.30 in the morning. Took a long walk into the center of town and at some point a police came up to us and asked for our IDs. Now just so that you know, the police was actually within his right to ask for our IDs. Why do you say that? the laws there they're, you're actually the police is allowed to ask you for id oh the law it's, it's the law actually says they're allowed to identification ask for ID. yes uh-huh. except he didn't like it and went off on the officer absolutely went off and Nikolai said did yes said you need to justify why you are asking us for IDs. in you, german it, right yes you you've interrupted our walk wow you've you're wasting our time Ooh. you need to explain why as well we're just doing a they told it a zone and control. Basically, just like it's a standard, like standard, you know, keeping track of the people. And he goes, and he goes, there is no such thing, unless you have a reason for wasting my time and asking me for my ID. You can follow me home, and I will. I have my wallet there. I don't mm-hmm. walk with my wallet. Mm-hmm. And he, it's, he really completely told the call, co- told the cop off. You were you shocked? And in a very excited way. I was definitely shocked. He was impassioned. Because huh? I was, of course, thinking, holy crap, yeah. in the Americans, in the, from the American yeah. standpoint, we're going to be bang, shot bang. or arrested. Yeah. yeah. Because that could never happen was here. It left or right? And it should. That is the kind of interaction that you should be allowed to have with police. Questioning? Question them. Justify me for now interfering. You've interfered with my life. Right. You need to justify yourself. Try to imagine that happening here. I feel like I'm getting shot now. Yeah, hold on a second. Hold on a second. German police officers carry weapons? Sometimes. What do they carry? Um, oh, well, sorry. I guess they have... They probably have a nightstick. Okay. 
They uh, don't have like the gun and the They sometimes have guns. I don't oh, it think varies. I don't think this one did. Well, I mean, of course it varies. I mean, they don't universally carry guns and they uni don't universally not carry guns, but mm -hmm. do I, re I I can't say I remember exactly what kind of equipment he had on. He certainly did not have the the kind of uh, kit that a normal police would have in LA. Mm -hmm. That well, it looked just like a person. It was a person in a uniform. Right. In fact, they probably had less than most security guards here have. Um, Certainly this week. Yeah, they. So yeah, the police there, and this comes back again to the point of: should the police have power over those they're supposed to protect? Is that the? Of course, the police need to be able. They need to have, at some point, you need to have more powerful weapons or defensive measures available to you. But that's not how you patrol. A normal patrol doesn't require armaments. And I will be the first and, all, and the last to say, if the police need it, then so do the people. There's no reason why the police should be more armed than anyone else. As standard practice. They are protecting us. Did you you didn't see all the uh, the armed people storming the uh, the Capitol? The AR-15s and yeah. the tactical vests because they were fed up with staying at home. I did not see. That that port was close. <laughs> I just it's been a little bit. I, I've been a little bit overloaded. I've actually on purpose been reading foreign news just because it, it, it's a lot of. That's all I watch actually. It's I like watching lot, from the outside the going in. I've yeah, been, they think they're, I'm done think watching they're media here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. a whole different segment. Yeah. I'm I've learned to watch from the outside going in. Yes. Yeah, they they do think we're pretty pretty screwed. Yeah. Um, because yeah, several people from out of the country have reached out as well. And talking about unplugging or, or disconnecting, bringing up the fact that it is the uh, the second. Um, there was that blackout Tuesday, and uh, I pretty much just stayed off of Same my here. social media and. Uh, probably continue for the next few days and I'm, just take I'm a be gone for a while, take yeah. a break. I'm, uh, mm -hmm. Pretty flooded um, with so many other the things that I used are to overloaded, use it, right? yeah, as a distraction. Yeah, the sensors are overloaded, yeah. and 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 just seeing people who's jumping in the bandwagon like it's it's a cool thing to do is actually just makes me even more. What sickens me more are the big brands that aren't saying anything. You look at the big watch companies and the luxury brands that just aren't saying a word. Like it's not even there. Actually, I think Caring did. Okay. I think Caring uh, made a post. From what I can read, from what I've read in the European press, it is. It's uncontested that this is just abuse it's police brutality it is it is unnecessary and unwarranted violence and an overreach but on the other hand that is what is expected in the united states the police are like a domestic military okay but hold on a second you've got brands that are capitalizing on when you have hired or taken on brand ambassadors that are yep. people of color that are yep that are influencers that are in this situation how can you stand back and not say a word yeah. 
I that's I another do thing that we should. A lot of them have though. I mean, I, I've at least I've been seeing it. Uh, yeah, sorry. some some have, and some haven't, and some that haven't <laughs> should. Jay, you okay? Like, no, there's that something in my hair. Syndrome sorry. kicking. Sorry, we're, we're also battling um, um, biting flies out here and ankle skiers, biters. So. But you know what I mean. It's now is the time to just observe and and listen. You know, leave your mo behind for now. And and when I see it, they're just still squeezing in their mo, and like it just get, come on, dude. Mm-hmm. Well, to what Natalie was was saying to yeah. piggyback that. Um, that's another place where we can change is where we spend our dollars. Yeah. The best place. Yeah. To change. You've mentioned that many times, Chase. I've said this. Sorry. It's vote with your money. Yeah. Because uh, there's no electoral college for your money. Boom. It's the most direct democracy you can ever have is a free market. Familiarize yourself with your your brands and, and what they stand what for, they stand and for yeah. who you who's supporting you and who you want to support um, that's it's huge um, you've always been a proponent of supporting though those good people you know I, I try yeah I, I think all of us try yeah. that's mm-hmm. that's how Natalie wound up here <laughs> <laughs> to this day I, I still kick myself for being there about and now it's probably 20 years from now it might be just a good story over dinner yeah. and you know it's, it already is a good story over remember dinner. I, <laughs> the other day remember it was just you and me at the shop and uh-huh. we were working and I said look at this yeah. the guy who's talking smack about you <laughs> is actually here <laughs> helping you out For but sure. we're allowed to grow up aren't we <laughs> right yes, we're we allowed to learn and grow up and, and, and just progress mm-hmm. there, it's what being human is, right. but you cannot. That's what it should be. Yes, but you cannot live in your bubble and pretend like, you know, this is perfection. There's no such thing. It's the point of life is learning. Yeah. The point of life is to learn and to use use your power for good. Uh, it's something I've always believed in very strongly, and I've always been very careful with where I spend my money, even down to which gas stations. I remember when I was little, um, my parents would absolutely not let us buy from Exxon because of the spill. That's right. We were not allowed to go there. And and this is something I can say I'm I'm glad that 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 kind of consciousness, even though of course I didn't recognize it at three or five or whatever, but just knowing that this, that's the best way you can affect change support those who you want to support and don't support those that you don't want to support that's a luxury what doing that choosing where to spend your money yeah 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 it's huge because because if it comes down to access to goods yeah 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 if you only have 10 bucks for dinner you know where are you spending that and where are your choices the grocery store well, okay. Let, let's say you don't have access to a grocery store. You're going to spend it on fast food. Yeah. Somewhere. There, or wherever you're going to buy that. There are some communities that you yeah. can't get big business into, including grocery stores. Those people, they don't have access to yes. transportation. They rely on their 
the corner stores and yes. right. so forth. And you're absolutely right. It's Everyone controlled. doesn't have the same access to goods. Yeah. And that is absolutely a luxury. We're all fortunate. Mm-hmm. All, we, all four of us are fortunate. It's an actual privilege to be even talk watches with you guys. Mm-hmm. Talk about just things that we love. And it, that's that alone is a privilege. And that alone, us sitting here in a beautiful place, is a privilege. Mm-hmm. And it's not something we have to be ashamed of. No. We, by us, by this very conversation mm-hmm. should be very clear mm-hmm. that we all care very much for the world in which we live and the others that inhabit it and so we can take and we should take consolation in our privilege in knowing that we're doing good with it yeah and because that's all that's all anyone can do is to use what whatever you have if you do do as much good as you can with what you have that's all you can ask of anyone <laughs> so very large uh, small avian friend we have here it's almost let like me a introduce you to all of the animals <laughs> <laughs> You haven't had any bear sightings as of lately, right? Mm, I keep hoping one's going to saunter down and join us. I <laughs> <laughs> think we were fresh out of chairs. Yeah, yeah. They'll be coming. Birds, that, that, that bucket over there, that's bird yeah. seed. And they go through it? Oh man, mom has figured out how to open that. Huh. And so yeah, that gets dragged out. And, and how often do you re- refill the bird seed? Whenever, Container. They, whenever it's raided. <laughs> so you're like the Amazon of the bears. <laughs> they matter. <laughs> <laughs> I I want to say, Chase, thank you for staying here on this planet. I, I'm sure you're having regrets, but you still decide to be with us. <laughs> Is this an inside joke? <laughs> 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 He's a um, Vulcan. He's a, oh, yeah. right, of course. Long live and prosper. <laughs> <laughs> he is extraterrestrial. <laughs> I, I am certainly not ashamed of that. Or his spacecraft <laughs> is broken. <laughs> uh, the latter may be true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think this is good for my soul, and thank you guys for, you know. Thank you. Thank you guys. I haven't yeah. smiled in actually in quite a while, and I'm smiling, if you can't tell. Yeah. <laughs> by, by the audio <laughs> yes it's good for the salt it, um, yeah. and it our, our our circle of you know group is just very unique and special we all come from different backgrounds and you know our skin color never did matter just I don't see any of that and I wish the same for the whole you know United States and if not the whole planet it, it's irrelevant really it doesn't matter. The world is more beautiful because of our differences. If this group was a microchasm, the world would be pretty awesome. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's not. We're still, <laughs> we're still a micro. We're a micro brand right now. <laughs> <laughs> All we can do is hope to spread 
spread our good. Yeah. Get some traction. Get some influencers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we'll get 34 likes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's okay. I'm wondering Josh? how much hate mail we're going to get. I'll ask, I'll ask yeah. Nikolai to like it too. Please, 35. that's 35. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And you know, Josh, you and I never cared about that crap. You never did. No. No, no. So. But uh, I, I think that coming into the conversation, everyone was a little... Uh, Tense. A little tense, mm-hmm. on edge, uh, not knowing exactly what direction it would go and mm-hmm. what feelings might um, be hurt or bus- buttons be pushed. But <clears throat> like you said, we all, we're all ending um, with a smile on our face. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we all heard each other's message and point of view, and I think we... I heard yours and Chase. I haven't really heard much from <laughs> Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> and, and Hi! <laughs> And if we, if we can leave, <laughs> if we can leave you with anything, it is that if you are around good people, don't be afraid to have difficult discussions yeah. with them, and don't be afraid to disagree with them, yeah. because a good, good will recognize good. Yeah.